0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. It's your business to know about the law and how it's affecting every aspect of your life. It's your business to know about what's happening that's really important in the media front, particularly as it relates to the law. And so that's why I'm really excited about uh, John O'Connor joining our uh, media team here. Uh, He'll be doing uh, reoccurring commentaries on business, the law, the political front, and the media. And we're delighted to have him join us. Uh, he's distinguished in uh, the legal perfection. Uh, he is an experienced trial lawyer practicing law in San Francisco since the early 70s. And he has tried cases in state and federal courts throughout the country. He served as an assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California representing the United States in both criminal and civil cases. But he may be best known for his work as the attorney of Mark Felt, whom most of you know as Deep Throat in the uh, Watergate uh, situation. And uh, he became very familiar with the role of the Washington Post in Watergate in his representation of Mark Felt. And so uh, he brings a lot of experience. He also wrote briefs regarding uh, Patty Hearst, the United States versus Patty Hearst, and really had himself involved in some of the biggest lawsuits of the uh, 20th century, representing the uh, federal government uh, in the vast majority of those cases. So we're delighted to have him. He's going to be bringing his interesting insights uh, every other week here on the Price of Business show. You can learn more about him and his work at postgatebook.com. That's postgatebook.com. And that's the name of uh, the the book that uh, he talks about most often. It relates to media, Postgate. And again, that's postgatebook.com. All right, with that, John O'Connor.
1: Thanks, Kevin. The Price of Business has asked me to speak on American policy on the Israel-Hamas conflict. The theme of my discussion will be Biden. Pro-Israel by day, pro-Hamas by night. To the knowledge of principled, modestly engaged CNN-watching citizens, President Joe Biden stands strongly with Israel as it faces unprecedented threats to its existence. So it appears, cheers are in order for Joe, our strong wartime president. But not so fast. Perhaps more than any leader on the planet except Iran's Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, Biden's actions were a causative factor in bringing on the recent devastating invasions of America's ally Israel. And more than anyone else, Biden presently is both weakening Israel strategically and strengthening Hamas militarily as Israel desperately seeks to assure its safety. This criticism at first blush may seem overstated, but sustained attention reveals its modesty. In fact, the history of Biden's actions show that they are strongly pro-Iran and therefore pro-Hamas. Israel is bedeviled not only by Hamas in Gaza, but Hezbollah in Lebanon and the Hutsis in Yemen, bombarded daily by each. It is not controversial that each is financed and directed by Iran. But these bombardments do not comprise all of Iran's handiwork. It also involves sophisticated, effective drones sent to Russia to stymie Ukraine, which certainly ties down America financially and its ally Ukraine militarily. Iran is as well a military presence in Syria along with Russia, which itself is a looming threat to Israel albeit peripheral to the recent conflict. How can this unprepossessing, commercially backward terrorist regime afford five current military operations, the most prominent three ostentatiously directed to destroying Israel? Joe Biden has been courting Iran since his accession to office, originally to restart the counterintuitive Iran nuclear deal, which would allow the mullahs a nuclear weapon in just a few years, along with relief from various arms embargoes. Did this initiative of the Biden administration have the ultimate effect of releasing Iran from debtor's prison while making it wealthy enough to lavishly fund multiple terrorist actions? Even though the nuclear deal under discussion would be a fool's errand which only emboldens Iran, Biden's slavish desire to have one says enough about his chimerical resolve to avoid allowing a malign actor nuclear weapons. With Biden's restriction of American fuel production causing dramatic price increases, An oil-rich Iran now does not need the modest billions that Biden's weak team is likely offering to seal any nuclear deal. To be sure, such a deal may be effectively anodyne in any case, given Biden's implicit permission for ongoing Iranian nuclear development. Ironically, it is Biden's absurd climate change policies which have given Iran the financial strength to eschew such a deal. By voluntary handicapping American oil and gas drilling, Biden essentially has doubled the price of oil from $45 to $90, making Iran wealthy to the tune of about $120 billion in extra income annually. Just as Iran's military advisors were reportedly meeting with Hamas and Hezbollah in August 2023 to plan the attack of Israel. Biden was quietly lifting oil sanctions on Iran, allowing it to ramp up production from 2.4 million barrels a day to 3.5 million per day as we speak, a $30 billion windfall just for this portion of the Biden giveaway. This was at the same time that Biden's National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was assuring the world that because of Biden's policies, the Middle East was, quote, as quiet as it has ever been, unquote, a claim he repeated as late as September 29, 2023, a week before the October 7, 2023 barbarism. This is the same Jake Sullivan who, after months of Putin's massing on the Ukraine border, expressed surprise that Russia would actually invade. Who knew? Now that our naivete and Iran's perfidy have been exposed, one would reasonably think that the U.S. will snap back sanctions on Iran as both Obama and Biden have so sternly threatened in the past. But one so thinking would be wrong. The true test of whether America truly stands with Israel is, is whether it reinstitutes effective sanctions stronger and more debilitating than previously, not only on Iranian oil and gas, but on all commercial trade, while engaging our allies to join the effort. Because doing so might otherwise increase pump prices within the near future, the sanctions should be coupled with generous sales of oil leases, including the grant of offshore drilling permits, which would counteract the loss of Iranian supply, and then some. But that won't happen, since that would upset both Biden's climate cronies on K Street and his progressive political supporters. By allowing Iran to increase its production, now widely marketable without sanctions, thereby increasing Iranian wealth, the President of the United States is encouraging the present world of terror. But at least Biden stands behind Israel in the conflict, correct? Well, not exactly, because a solid block of Biden's support comes from progressive pro-Palestinian left which makes it pro-Hamas. Accordingly, as we speak, Biden is urging Israel to pause its retaliation, perhaps to cease fire, and otherwise to go easy on Hamas. And the smart money says that by granting this, quote, humanitarian aid, unquote, Biden has pledged to suffering Palestinians that instead will go straight to Hamas, allowing it to continue its terror against Israel. If the aid were restricted only to those Palestinians flooding into Egypt from Gaza, such policy would be wise and it would nicely afford humanitarian relief while incentivizing Palestinians to flee the ugly conflict of Gaza City. But don't bet on that happening. Instead, by aiding Palestinians staying in Gaza City, Biden is making the war difficult for Israel, not only because Hamas will get most of the aid, but also because human shields will be encouraged to remain. To summarize, the Biden made Iran wealthier with his climate policies, in turn enabling horrifying terrorism. This history implies that he will not risk upsetting this malign actor, even though it is now so imperative that he take action. We know this will not happen, given Biden's pro-Palestinian supporters and followers and his administration's foolish initiatives to strike a nuclear deal with Hamas patron Iran. Accordingly, it is clear that Biden will mouth support for Israel and publicly support aid to the country as well, but it's just as clear that Biden will not really stand with Israel when push comes to shove. Biden will continue to advocate for a ceasefire, a self-defeating proposition mainly beneficial to Palestinian terrorists, who will any such pause to regroup and reinforce its terrorist capabilities. Biden will also pour money into... Quote, humanitarian, unquote, aid, which will be funneled mainly to Hamas, and Biden will not sanction Iran while indeed erasing sanctions, allowing Iran to finance and direct the anti-Israel terrorism currently ongoing, with abundant cash from a lucrative oil market that Biden's climate policies have enabled. So yes, this is Joe Biden's policy toward what he claims to be our strong ally Israel. Not only does it threaten Israel's existence, but also risks entangling America in a larger Middle East war. When Joe Biden ran against Donald Trump in 2020, he promised the country a steady hand on the tiller of our ship of state. While he boasts by day of a firm guidance, by night it is intentionally driving the ship onto rocky shoals from which our citizens and those of our ally Israel may never escape.